You're listening to Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Welcome to the episode 139. Obviously, this is Yoshi, and you're going to hear uh, later on two parters where Rosie Trent and I we were talking about Game of Thrones. And I apologize, you know, it's kind of all over the place. I didn't have a note, and it was last minute meet up with Rosie. So, um, um, I forgot to mention that um, I'm ending my podcast within 12 to 13 episodes from now. So, episode 150 or 151, I'm, I'm ending it. And I appreciate many of you listening to the show, or maybe some of you listen, um, new listeners, but I'm ending at episode 150 or 151, between 12 to 13 episodes from now. So Rosie started talking about things that I want to cover in the last episode, talk about um, things that I've been kind of thinking for the last three years. So I want to do that for the last episode and uh, talk about that. So uh, what what you're about to hear it's basically the conversation I had with Rosie Tran an hour, hour and a half before the final episode of Game of Thrones, which was uh, yesterday. Today's June 15th, Monday right now. Uh, this is the 800th anniversary of Magna Carta, which was created in England. And tomorrow's June 16th, uh, Bloomsday in Dublin, Ireland, and also my younger uh, brother's birthday. So, happy birthday again. Um, that's about it. So, you'll hear that two parters afterwards and I'm going to record another one what I think about the last episode like briefly but um, that's it and I apologize anyone who's listening to the show that doesn't give a shit of a Game of Thrones uh, it's probably a very boring thing to listen to but um, um, I watch a lot of TV shows and I have to say there's many other great TV shows but there's nothing in my lifetime the 46 years that uh, makes me excited about watching a show like Game of Thrones so anyway uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, 12 or 13, 12 to 13 episodes. I'm done. And I thank every one of you, uh, you know, maybe listen a little bit of it, some of it, or all of it. Thanks and uh, enjoy this episode. Okay. Look at just. Shireen was burned. Um, okay. So we're talking about the last episode, second to last episode of Game of Thrones right now. And um, so. Um, did you like that episode? I didn't. I didn't like it. Um, so Marion Trant shows up in Bravos, and Arya has a chance to do her first um, assassin, the Man with the Clams. So you know, um, in case if somebody's listening to this episode, the first Yoshi, first Yoshi Den podcast, we're talking about Game of Thrones, second to last episode, season five. And the character we're talking about is one of the villains showing at the uh, Bravos. Yes, he killed um, Arya's sword-fighting teacher right. at King's Landing. Um, N- not only is he already a despicable character, but we find out in an episode that they went to Brothel, right? He and two other guards. And he's a pedophile. He's a pedophile. And for a second, he was staring at Arya Stark because I wasn't sure for a second, for a second or two, did he recognize her? But it seems like he didn't he, recognize her. He, he didn't recognize, he's he looking just, at her yeah. like Poonanny. <laughs> yeah, young girl. 
He's like, ooh, which I think is going to be her way into the brothel to kill him. Right, because we're anticipating what might happen tonight, which is basically about an hour and a half from now. The final episode of Game of Thrones. So I think Arya. I was upset with the the. I was upset with it, but I understand why they did it. The reason I was upset with it is because Arya still. First of all, I haven't read the books. This is a huge disclaimer. Arya still doesn't know what Jack and Hagar is up to. So so Arya uh, supposed to be a young girl at this point, right? Like yes, yeah, like thirteen, maybe fourteen. Yeah, but in a in a reality, she went from twelve, thirteen, first year in twenty eleven to now either sixteen or seventeen. I think she's years seventeen old. Yeah, yeah. or eighteen. But she looks very very young, and she's trying to be assassin. Yet she veered from that plan because she, there was a list of people she always lists that she needs to kill. And Marion Trans like the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the reason I think that she's kind of being an idiot is because she doesn't know what Jack and Hagar is up to. First of all, this may be a test. I'm not talking about Marion Trant. I'm talking about the killing. Yeah. Maybe Marion Trant, I mean, maybe Jack and Hagar is the guy that she's trying to kill because he can put different faces on. You know what I mean? The guy that she's trying to kill with the oysters. Yeah. She doesn't even know what's, maybe, you know, maybe um, Jack and Hagar gave her some poison to put on the oysters and it's not even poison and he's just seeing if she's willing to do it and you want to explain who that is Jack and Hagar is the faceless man he is lives in the temple um, black and white the black and white house the house of black and white which is a temple in Bravos where they kill people who are desperate and then use their faces to become faceless people right and become assassins and they're like they're assassins but they're also religious figures too yes right? they are they, mm-hmm. and so he basically what happened was that he told Arya hey I'm going to send you on your first mission to kill someone and you're going to kill this guy by the docks right. that, that eats oysters every, way, every day so he gives her oysters and he gives her a little bit of poison I think that's supposed to be vanilla flavored and she's supposed to kill this guy and then she goes back to the house of black and white and says, oh, he wasn't hungry today. And really what happens is she followed Marion Trent. Well, like I said, she doesn't know what's going on. Maybe the target that she's supposed to kill is really Jack and Hagar with a fa- different face on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even know what's going on because, as we know, the faceless man is a little bit tricky. And he knows everything and watches everything. Well, what's the best scenario? For, best scenario for me is, okay, she didn't steal. She didn't throw her sword away. Sting is hidden away. She has a sword, and she has. Uh, she could get into brothel, I guess, trying to sell the oyster again. But best scenario is she kills him. Best scenario. I, what I think is going to happen is that she's going to pose as a prostitute and kill him. Yeah. Because. Because God forbid, we don't need another rape in this thing. <laughs> we don't need another rape, but you know it is Game of Thrones, and um. And also, you know, the the whore, the madam of the whorehouse said, you know, of course, we'll be bringing more girls to you and there'll be new girls yeah. every night. And we obviously know that there's not that many young girls. So they're going to need someone. Um, that's probably what's going to happen. Is that what I want to happen? No. I, we want Arya to get revenge because she's she's wanted revenge so badly, but I don't think that she should do it. I think she needs to do her faceless man task and then, um, you know, as Jack and Hagar has told her many times, you need to lose your identity as Arya Stark. You can't get revenge for what you want revenge for. And so I think that that's going to be a twist. Um, I think she may kill Marin Trent, but I don't want her to because I think that there's a bigger, there's something bigger. I would prefer that she ended up killing him, but Game of Thrones never give you what you want. It's always surprising. I, I don't. Mean, I don't want her to kill him, though. I think that that is kind of the easy way. Um, 
I, I just don't think she was fully committed to becoming that religious sect or whatever. I just I she just know. wants revenge. That's why she, she wants she, to join she it. Revenge. I don't. I don't think she's really committed to being religious. This and that. I don't. I never really believed that. But uh, we'll, we'll. But fi- I. I kind of think the house that house of black and white and the whole gods thing. It's also a ruse that they use. They use religion to get the faces. So I don't know necessarily know. Again, I'm not a book reader. I don't necessarily know. Because uh, how do you say his name again? Jackin. Jackin. I, I never understood because if he could like shape shift all the time. I mean, how was he captured? I mean, that's how they met. You know, like, remember he was captured and she released him in, like, season one. But there's part of me think, oh, maybe he deliberately did that. He deliberately we, we captured. Don't, we don't know. We really don't we know. We really don't know. We really don't know. And he just disappeared season two and three. And I guess this is the season we finally saw him again, right? So, yes. So he was kind of gone three seasons at least. So And he was a black guy for the first episode. Yes. At the door. Uh, yeah. So we don't, it's like, we don't know what's going on. It's like that. Uh, That's why I'm thinking he could be the guy at the dock that she's supposed to kill. Because, you know, he had a black guy's face. So he can put on any face. Right. So she she thinks, oh, I'm supposed to kill this guy. He might even have a mask and be just testing her. Right. You know what I mean? So she can't just just run off. Because when she came back to lie to him and said, oh, the guy wasn't hungry for horses today, he gave her a look kind of like, okay, I know you're lying. It's interesting because when, he was, when she left and when he was talking to the other girl... And she was saying, like, she's not ready to do this. And he said it doesn't really matter, ready or not. Exactly. Yeah. So we don't know what he's up to. We don't know if yeah. he's the guy sitting there that's I mean, supposed it, to be oysters. We don't know if he is another guy on the dock that's just watching her. Like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know. I mean, um, somebody um, somebody on a Twitter account was saying, um, you know, the first last episode when she was walking across the dock, carrying those um, oysters oysters, and you saw a black cat running across um, they were saying that was like um, Easter egg making reference to her, her mom or something like that but I don't know um, I, I I don't know all the nuance of the show but anyway. do you think they're going to do another rape and have her get raped by, by Marin Trant no I hope not but I think it's more realistic that He's looking for another girl. I'm sure she'll be back in. The, I mean, I think they're seeing with her in this last episode back in Brothel. You know who Arya? Have you ever seen Leon the Professional? Yes. Arya reminds me of a spiteful Natalie Portman because she's very young. She wants to let, learn how to kill. She's had her family taken away. Mm-hmm. And first of all, that's one of my favorite movies. I absolutely love Leon the Professional. Um, but Natalie Portman was a little bit more innocent in that movie and very sexualized. I think, and I think Arya's more spiteful and vengeful, and and but she reminds me of Natalie Portman. Uh, that that's movie. also one of my favorite too. Nineteen ninety four. Um, there's American and French version. The French version is way better. Accented, and I love the French version, and I love that movie. I think that to this date, Natalie Portman is one of my favorite actresses. To this day, it's my favorite performance of hers. Yes, and I, I have to say, it's more easier to watch this scene. Uh, with Maïs Williams, who play Arya, pretending to be 12 when she's 17, that she might have to deal with a pedophile. Whereas, um, I didn't know we were going to have this conversation, the professional, or as you... Uh, Leon. Leon. Um, she was literally 12, a few weeks or a few months away from turning 13, and I saw um, 
audition tape. Like, Natalie Portman is it's just not a not just a good looking girl. She's just uh, very precocious. You know, she was a very she's very very smart. Like, she speaks like four or five languages. One of them is Japanese and and Yiddish and English and God knows French and. It's very hard to watch parts of the professional because there's a lot of sexual tension. And a lot of people say, oh, he's a pedophile, or oh, there's, you know, it's not sexual tension, he's a fatherly figure. No, she is very sexualized. And he. There's has, a deep he, emotional feeling to share between yes, two of them. Yes, and he has the emotional intelligence, as they say, as a 15 year old, because they, they, there's a theory that mm-hmm. his, emotion, his emotions were stunted when he left Italy after his, his girlfriend was killed. Yeah. And so he, even though he's, I think, uh, uh, Jean Renault in the film is 46 years old, he has the emotional. You know, intelligence of a 15 year old, and yet she's 12 and she has this kind of 17, 18 year old vibe going for her. And you kind of, you know, even though there's this, you know, 30 mm-hmm. plus year age difference, you you feel the love for them and you kind of want them to be together. And it's very, it, it crosses a lot of taboos and lines. You know, I definitely wanted to see them together. And yeah, it, it, and in the original uh, script, Luke uh, Besson says that he wrote that they made love. And Luke Besson is also interesting because he had two or three marriages, and he's just sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> he's married to like always like really beautiful young supermodels that were like yeah. sixteen, yeah. But I I felt like I wanted them to be together to, together. But with with Macy Williams, aka Arya, it's more vengeful. But she reminds me of of Leon, the character in Leon. It's interesting because when you watch like one of my other favorite movies, uh, Lost in Translation, you know, the relationship with uh, Bill Murray and uh, Scarlett Johansson, um, it, it was not a sexual thing, you know? And it's it's really weird that um, we almost live in a world like it's weird when you're that close and you ha- you don't have a sexual relation with someone. But you could you could feel it throughout the movie with Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. Remember the last scene when he's hugging and like, he's like whispering something. Yeah, and that's always been like mystery, just like in Pulp Fiction when a guy opened a suitcase, all the gold light. Like you always want to know what's in it. I always want to know what Bill Murray supposed to say to Scarlett Johansson. You know, so it's still a mystery. But um, I think those are two good examples where um, those two movies you definitely had two people that care about each other. But the dis- and, and the, the, the feeling was so strong. It, you know? it was very intense. That's not the case with uh, Jack and though. It was more like a teach you people. No, no, no. But I'm just saying that yeah. it, again. Like I said, there's no sexual energy there. There's mm-hmm. no passion there. The passion for Arya is revenge. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying is that her personality for you know the revenge is motivated for different reasons. Natalie Portman's revenge is motivated by her familial love and also. You know, she becomes close to Leon and, and becomes obsessed with yeah. him in a way. And, and the way I remember, it was mostly about his her brother. She it was her little brother. She, she didn't, didn't really care. care about stepmom and stepsister and dad was a douchebag. You know? Yeah, she yeah. loved her little brother. And so, but I'm saying that there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. You know, Arya feels as if her family has been murdered, and they have. Sure. And she feels very alone. And I kind of feel that vibe actually a little bit with her and um, Sandor, the, the hound. And I was very, very, very upset, you know, that she didn't recognize his care for her towards the end because the hound, actually, her relationship with the hound really reminds me of Leon the professional. Yeah, and I think because the hound, in, in, in a way, there wasn't a whole lot that she could do for him, and I think she didn't kill Hound because I think there's part of her actually kind of liked the guy, even though he was a bodyguard for. Jeffrey. I think I think the Hound had a big heart and really, really cared for 
Arya and her sister. I oh, actually, for sure. I actually think he loved them. You know, maybe not a parental love or a sexual love, but a love as in he's someone who was abused. His face was burnt off. He has been a victim actually, and he's a little kid living in this big body, and so he. Feels for people who are victims, and yeah. he felt that Arya and her sister were victims, um, and Sansa were victims, and so he cares for them. He definitely, he definitely knows the difference between right and wrong. He does, and he really cares for them. So her he, her relationship with Sandor definitely reminds me of Leon. With Jacken, it doesn't, but it she reminds me of Natalie Portman. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So let me ask you: uh, overall, this season, do you think uh, Arya had a pretty good season? Character-wise? Character-wise, she had a great season. Um, this season was very slow for me. I think they're setting up some major twists and turns for season six and obviously the finale and the end of the season. Yeah. They did that a little bit in season one and two, mm-hmm. where it was a very interesting show, but they were setting up the Red Wedding. They were setting up a lot of like major twists and turns. You know, season three and season four were like every episode your jaw was dropping. Can I, so can I ask you, sure. um, do you think... It, if she find out two of her brothers, a sister and half brothers alive, do you think she might change her behavior? Because if she think all her family's dead, then that's all we could think about revenge. But even we're going to talk about Sansa next. But like even Sansa probably changed. Like her her outlook in life is changed, right? Because when you think everyone who you love in your family is dead, and of course you. You have such a negative attitude. But I think her outlook might change, but I it's think... It's very hopeful, isn't it? But I think out. that Arya is about revenge. Yeah. Even the very first episode of Game of Thrones, you see her shooting the arrow or using her sword or something. She is... Of, you know, she belongs on the Kingsguard. Yeah. She belongs as the Kingsguard. She is a strong, powerful woman who wants to freaking stab people and chop dicks off. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So that's why I thought um, last season when she met, when she saw Brienne, you thought, wow, they probably have a lot in common if you think about they it. They probably, and I, I'm surprised that she didn't go with Brienne, but I think at that point she cared about Sandor and she wanted to stay with him. And Sandor did say stuff about her that it was kind of red flag, right? Like, wait, you're supposed to be protecting my mom and she's dead. And, uh, oh, should we, okay, let me, let me uh, pause. Okay, thanks, Okay, we're back. Um, we're back after a delicious dinner made by me <laughs> and Andrew. No, we were talk. We were talking about um, Aria, and uh, <clears throat> overall, I, it's nothing to get mad about. But I, I really enjoyed last season when she was hanging out with Hound. Just that conversation between the two. First of all, the Hound and her are pretty woody together. They, yes. they had a couple of good one-liners in there. I love the scene when they go to the farmer's house. And the farmer's praying, and they're like, we don't need to pray to all seven gods, and they just start drinking the stew. Yeah. <laughs> She's really cute. I like her. So I like her a lot, and um, I, I'm i expecting... I like her with the hound better than Jacken, though, even though Jacken has, like, magic and all this other stuff. I like the hound. I like the hound! He's a cool guy! Yes. When, when, he told, when they went to that scene where he was hesitant, because there's five of them, but Arya from last season was so concerned, like going into that um, inn because that one particular guy killed her friend. Yeah, and he was trying to rape the innkeeper's daughter. And, More rape, Game of Thrones. <laughs> and <clears throat> and um, 
Han, uh, Han was trying to figure out what to do, but she already sneaked in inside an uh, inn, so like there's no. Now, <laughs> the, now he he have to act like when they get caught, like they're walking in, and he basically told that killer that uh, not only I'm going to have a chicken without any money, but you're going to buy the drinks and more chicken and whatnot. Remember, they start fighting, but yeah, I always love that guy. It, it just seemed too obviously like too obvious to dislike him. He's in black armor. He never smiled. He was guarding the most despicable guy. His face is like all jacked up. Yeah. But I knew that one time, <clears throat> Solores, Marjorie's brother, was fighting in a tournament. And I think she, he started fighting the mountain, remember? And Mount, Mount started cheating and was ready to kill Solores. And Hound got involved. And the brother started fighting. And, and they only stopped fighting... Because the Robert Baratheon king told him to stop this madness and whatnot. But what made me laugh, Solaris and the Marjorie's brother grabbed um, Hound's hand and raised his hand like the real champion, whatever. He was kind of blushing, you know, because he's not used to public giving that kind of love and support. And he's I like, think he's a lovable giant. He's like, yeah. an, he's one of those. In fact, I think his character is very simple, where some of the other characters are very complex. He's kind of the the typical, you know, ugly outside, beautiful inside. You yeah. know, that's a kind of a typical character ploy that they use in a lot of TV shows and movies and stuff, where someone seems one way and they're another. So his character doesn't have as many layers. I think mm -hmm. it's just a very simple. He's you think he dislike him, but he's really a sweet guy. Yes. Um, and he he hated the whole chivalry and knighthood and things like that because uh, I read this story, Rhaegar Targaryen. Daenerys' older brother, who might be Jon Snow's father, <clears throat> he rewarded the mountain with uh, knighthood and things like that. And that's that's when he was really disgusted by the whole thing because he found his brother just to be a despicable guy. And he is. He's a rapist and a murderer and a psychopath. And this guy's knighted as a, you know, one of the king's knights and things like that. So he has he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Even when Jeffrey wanted to reward him, he said, no, I don't want to be a knight. Okay, question. There's a scene where there's the the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah, season and, three, I think. And Sansa uh, is freaking out. She's in her room. He goes in her room and he goes, come with me, I'll take you back to Winterfell. Right. Do you think he would have treated her as he treated Arya, or do you think he would have done something to her? Because he kind of makes a comment about he should have had her when he could, when he's on his you know supposed deathbed with Arya. I mean, yeah, with Arya. And there's kind he of he was just saying to try to provoke Arya to kill, to kill him, him, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he would have protected her and taken her. Oh yeah, and, and in fact, he probably would have talked to her more, more politer way. Arya's like tomboy, so he could. <laughs> he could. Dogs are fighting. That's that's the that's the mount and, uh, and the hound right there. <laughs> the hound, literally, right. <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm expecting uh, more for Arya. I think the season went kind of slow, but... Um, the season was slow, right? For her. The whole in, season I thought was slow. What about Sansa? What do you think overall this season? She was only like in two episodes. I think, I, you know, as of course we cheat because we see a little bit of preview, but something dramatic is going to happen in about an hour and a half, hour or so. But she grew a lot. And I, we both like... <laughs> we both like Sansa... Because Andrew does a really good creepy impression of <laughs> Littlefinger, <laughs> and uh, here he comes, Sansa. 
You know what would be funny? That's Andrew's deathbed. Do you have anything to say? Do you have a confession? Senza. <laughs> um, I always. And lo- where's Littlefinger? You know, the last we saw, he's in the whorehouse with Lady Elena, and then he's like gone, right? Where is I, he? Where I, is he? I think he, he, he's TVD. I think he's scheming, and things are looking good for him as long as he doesn't get caught by uh, Faith Milton in King's Landing. He needs to get the heck out of King's Landing. The Faith Milton's not so. Because one way or another, he's just waiting. Either Stannis's army lose or Bolton's army lose, and he's just waiting to take over the North. Yeah, and but he needs to get the hell out of King's Landing. Those Faith Militants creep me out. I think, I think he's such a weaselly character. He'll sneak out of there fine. And Lady Orina, Alana too. How would we pronounce it? Tyrells. I don't um, know. He needs to get the heck out of there. They've already bankrupted his whorehouses and. You know, I don't know what's going on. He needs to get the heck out of there. He'll get out of there. But so, Sansa, what do you think? Um, upcoming season? Overall, this season? Overall, this season, I was very... Minus the rape, I think overall she's a stronger person. Uh, I was disappointed by her this season. I... Not minus the rape. The, I... You were you were happy about the rape? I wasn't happy about the rape, but I wasn't outraged like everyone else it's like come on it's game of thrones they kill people at weddings and slit throats and stick yeah spears and eyes it's like rape is the least of the problems here so i wasn't crazily shocked by it i think she's grown but i was like i said disappointed by her Mm -hmm. i feel that peter i was excited i kind of got a mini boner when she was lying to the lords of the veil giving this dramatic encounter and saving peter i thought all right she's starting to play the game i got really excited I think she's been... We all know that she really didn't have an option anyway, because if she admit uh, what happened, then yeah, somebody Yeah, but I think, I think she did a great job playing the game. You know, she saved Littlefinger, and they're kind of like buddies. And she went to, uh, you know, live with the Boltons, and I think she, you know, kind of is more victim-y again. So I was disappointed. I thought she would have made further strides. Not to say that she would, you know, single-handedly take over Winterfell and, and kill Ramsay, but that she would have done something more than just be... I think she's been kind of victim-y again. She's another victim. One more episode left. I think she's going to do something dramatic. And I agree I, with you. Yeah. It's going to answer because in, in the North... Well, I guess technically there's five people that we're concerned with. Jon Snow, but she, he's not technically really involved with Sansa right now. But basically, tonight's episode is going to answer... What's going to happen to Brienne of the Tarth, Sansa, uh, the Boltons, and Stannis and Melisandria? So, you know, they're, they're going to go to fight, because at least in the trailer you saw they're going to fight. So, Are we going to see Melisandre's tits again? <laughs> <laughs> the, real question. the real question, Yoshi. They're pretty phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Even I want to see them. Come on, guys. Melisandre, get naked and sir. Whatever. Okay, what about... Wait, 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 but, but, but do you think, but we were, we were recording, do you think Stan is going to be dead tonight? <laughs> no. You don't think he's not going to die? No. Okay. I hope so. I hope he doesn't die. I do like the guy, you know, burning his daughter. Ugh. But he's pretty consistent what he's been doing during five seasons because he's been burning family members. Yes, yeah. and, and he burned an uncle and some other, you know, I remember that one scene where, what, Shireen, that's his daughter's name, Shireen, right? Yeah. Or is that his wife? They have a very similar. That's a really good... Uh, but Shireen is the daughter, I believe. I think that's his wife. I think his daughter's named something else. 
But anyway, she says, you know, why are we burning Uncle So and So? Like he's I've always liked him or whatever. So he's burned rel- relatives. Sure. Relatives. <clears throat> um, Keep asking. I'm gonna Google. I want, I want one or two of those Boltons, head heads of the family uh, killed. <laughs> doubted. <laughs> Very doubted. Um, oh, you're right, Shireen. So we we will find out tonight. Um, this is going to be a big fight collision as we speak. NBA finals going on, game five, and so there's another playoff after that game. Who cares about the NBA's game of Game of Thrones is having their season finale? Come on, Yoshi. What do you think about Jon Snow? You think there's going to be mutiny? Um, I hate that kid, Ollie. I really hate him. <laughs> I, I wish they would have burned that kid last episode. <laughs> He always. Shireen was. Uh, uh, how do you say her name? Shireen. Shireen. She was such a sweet girl. I like life. I like reading books. <laughs> <laughs> I like Uncle Dabbles. He makes me toy. <laughs> I love my dad. Not so sure about mom. She's all this like. Mom. Uh, mom's always got these dead fetuses in her jar. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> she has all this positive things about her in this horrible, horrible, horrible world. Yes, her side of her face looked like, you know, tuna teriyaki, but <laughs> she was a sweet girl. And Davos, I mean, he really loved this girl, like a daughter. Just absolutely adored this girl. And I don't, I, you know, he's, he's in the in the wall, Davos, so he he's not going to be in this episode, but who's going to give him the news? Hey, welcome back. And he just come on like, Oh, there's a lot of changes, but what's uh, there's something different here? <laughs> oh, there's the ashes of my daughter. What do you? Um, you know, it's just like I can't imagine somebody giving news like that to someone like that. You know. Um, there's another character who's a minor character who uh-huh. actually has a very positive attitude, just like Shireen, and she's not featured that much. Um, Fat Walda. Fat Walda has an amazingly positive attitude because she is a victim just like uh, Sansa. She is being married to uh, Roose Bolton for mm-hmm. pure political purposes, so she's a political pawn. She has little to no power, and she's she's kind of a... But I don't think she cares. She's, she's probably thinking, like, I'm a fat girl. <laughs> And but I'm, I'm going to get a real dick. Every single scene that no, but they, don't, don't be, but every single scene that they have her in, she's jolly and happy and cute. And supposedly in the books, uh, Roos, you know, likes her because she's really giggly and cute and and uh, supposedly oinks or moans or something like that during sex. Whereas all of his other ex wives just laid there. She's like a cute little happy, positive, chubby lady. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Roos Bolton, what do you what do you think about Roos? Do you think he's a psychopath? No, I think he's just a very calculating guy. I think he's very calculating and manipulative. But I like Fat Walds, even though she's a minor character. She's very very positive. <laughs> she is. She's very positive. I know. I, of course, she's fat. Who? <laughs> in, I mean, let's be honest. Like, who will want her? Generally speaking. But she's taken... Especially if you're a farmer. You, no, but be honest. If you're a farmer, like, Jesus, she's going to eat a lot. We can't... I she's can't. not a farmer, though. She's she's one of, you know, Walter Frey's daughter. I know that. And she... I know that. I, I think she has a great positive attitude. I don't have anything against her. But... Uh, I don't have anything against her. But she really have anything to complain. 
She's fat and, and she's getting a dick. A, a lord's dick. So she I don't feel bad for her. I'm just saying I think Sansa can take some some lessons from her from her mother-in-law. Oh, I, I guess she okay, yeah, I never really thought about her. I guess she is a mother-in-law. She is her mother-in-law and she they should like team up and become buddy buddy because they're both outsiders in this Bolton world. Right. You know, Fat Walda does not know anything about the Boltons. Fat Walda knows how dangerous Roos and Ramsey are. She knows that. And she still has a positive attitude. But Ramsey's not going to do anything to her. She, he's not going to do anything to her, but she she's in a dangerous place. She's left home. She's not at home with the protection of the right. Frey family. She's not in House Frey anymore. She's now with one of the most dangerous and hated houses of the North. But here's the thing. I think Sansa Bolton, should team up with her. But Roos benefit having a relationship with... Walter Gray, he's not going to go deliberately trying to hurt her either. I know, and and all the same thing with Sansa, but Ramsay still abuses her and locks her up in desert. I'm saying, I don't think Roos Roos had to lock her up. I'm saying Sansa needs all the allies. Because she's, she lives in pig pen. <laughs> I think Sansa needs all the allies she can get, yes. and she needs to think outside of the box with right. with just cornering Theon. I think her and Walter, because I don't think she could trust her. You don't think Walter's trustable? She's adorable. I don't. I don't think she's a malicious or calculating person. But who does she have to be loyal most to? Ruth, right? Because that's her. But she seems like someone who's very easily manipulated. She's just kind of like there. I'm saying Sansa is trapped at Winterfell. She's fat. She's not stupid or naive. I, I'm saying she's she, Sansa is trapped at Winterfell, and she doesn't have many options. Why am I fat shaming her? I don't know. Why are you, Yoshi? You're like she's fat. She's she should be happy. She has dick. Like. But I, 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 it I just, it, to me, it just shows like Roos is just a calculating guy. Like once he he won the fight, he was serving Ned Stark. He was working with Rob Stark. But once the boy proven to him like he's too idealistic and he's not practical, he need to have him killed. And Roos married this fat girl because <laughs> he's getting a pound of silver for each pound that she weighed and um, I mean, it made me laugh. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that's the reason why he picked. Yes, Yoshi, I told you that actually. <laughs> it made me, it made me laugh. But um, ideal situation, ideal situation, absolutely ideal situation. Brienne rescued Sansa, and some I don't care who kills. Just I just want Ramsay dead. I just want him dead. <laughs> Okay. I, I actually kind of like Ruse. I mean, I understand he's just calculating. I cannot say. I mean, he told Ruse ca- uh, 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 casually, like, "Look, you, you, I, I, uh, as a lord, I have the prerogative of having sex with a woman, getting getting married in my land, and her, her man disobeyed me, so I killed, I, I, hang him, and then I raped her." You know, that's that's his thinking, like, I'm not a weirdo. This is the law of the land. I mean, it, this is just like in Braveheart. Remember, the Lord had the first prerogative of, of having sex with a, a virgin before she married whoever she's mar- getting married. So Ruth is like, this is a law. You know, you didn't, you were dishonest. You didn't let me fuck your wife. So I'm going <laughs> to kill you. Then I'm, I'm going to uh, kill her. And she came back with a baby nine, nine ten months later. And he was ready to drown the baby or something. <laughs> But he realized, well, this is my son, for God's sake. I can't, you know. So he's not psychopath. <laughs> Ideal situation, Melisandre, Fatwalta, and Sansa have a threesome. 
Speaking, speak. No comment from Uncle Yoshi. Speaking, speaking, uh, threesome. You know what made me laugh? Speaking of threesome, the very end when the translator and Daenerys were standing holding hands each other, like, why did they just make out? They're going to be dead. You know about that? <laughs> the black chick. Yeah, the light skinned black girl. They're holding hands each other like they're going to ready to pee or something. Um, that would be, cool be really funny if they start making out and they start making out and everyone's like oh, and oh, then- <laughs> oh no sh- no you didn't and then they stop fighting yeah <laughs> that would be so funny that's what I was thinking when that happened like <laughs> they start making out and like everyone just stops fighting like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. harpy guys whoa, stop stop whoa, watch whoa. this <laughs> so uh okay I got I got a bad feeling that Stan is gonna get killed. I hope that's not true, but I I got the feeling that he's gonna be dead. But uh, we'll find out. <clears throat> I just know I, I I know who's gonna benefit is Littlefinger. No matter who wins. That's right. And did you watch that Littlefinger video I sent you about why we should root for him? Oh sure. And what do you think? Um, I, I could not understand the sentiment and it makes sense but I I, I I just have soft spot for the Stark girls I want Littlefinger to be I think what's going to happen the king of the North if, and Mary if, Santa. if the Daenerys and Jon Snow doesn't end up in the Iron, uh, Iron Throne it's going to be Sansa outmastering Littlefinger by season 7 that's what I think. Why does she need to outmaster him, though? She doesn't know that he's a bad guy yet. She she's still gonna, likes she's him. Gonna, she's going to figure it out. She's going to figure it out. Um, so, the wall. We were talking about Ollie. I don't hate that kid. I already know that sh- little shit. I know this, this reference is not going to make any sense to you, but there's a captain named Kinar from The Wire. He ended up... He's this little shit... Don't tell us we're gonna watch it. He's a little shit to kill one of my favorite character and Ollie, this little prick. <laughs> this little stuff. They keep telling him, Sam's like, Ollie, we need to like join with the wildlings, aka free folk, like yeah. calm the fuck down. And Ollie's like, I don't care. He's like having flashbacks while he's sharpening his knife. <laughs> so I already know something's gonna happen. Um, I don't think we're gonna see the zombies. We, I don't think you're going to see the White Walker in this episode. I don't think. I don't think so either. They're already if you see a, a very small yeah. kind of teaser for next season. So, the wall. What do you think? Do you think there's something dramatic going to happen in the North? With Ollie? Mutiny? Um, Not just Ollie, but what's... Why am I blanking on the guy who is Lord Commander while John's gone? The guy with the beard. The, the Ranger. The Ranger. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do anything. I mean, the fact that he opened the gate, I, I think... I know, but he keeps saying creepy shit. As well. I don't think it's the problem. I, I really, really believe that little shit is a problem. That parasite. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really do. It's not going to be Wang Wan, the giant. He's not going to be a problem. You know? <laughs> Walda rapes Ollie. Game of Thrones reversal. <laughs> so now, uh, yes or no, you think there's going to be mutiny tonight? Uh, possibly. Possibly. That's fair. We'll find out in 20 minutes. And then we'll do another podcast. <laughs> um, so we talk about 
Who are we missing? Oh, Cersei. We, we're definitely going to see Mer- uh, Cersei in this thing. What about Marjorie? We haven't really seen Marjorie. We saw her once, like, all dirty and stuff, and then we, like, forgot about her. You might see a little bit of Marjorie, but I think the focal point is going to be Cersei. You know what I mean? I really think it's going to be Cersei. And I think she's going to make confession. And I think there's going to be a trial next season. And who's going to be defending Cersei? It's fucking... The zombie, the mountain. I want to know who is the younger woman who is going to take everything from Cersei in her prediction. She thought it was Marjorie. It obviously wasn't Marjorie. Is it going to be Daenerys? Is it going to be Sansa? I want to see them take everything away from Cersei, and then I want to see the look on her face. It could be Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Hi. <laughs> no, but I don't think. I, I think we both agree when we saw the when you saw that first time. I didn't the, think it was Marjorie. I no, knew I it wasn't Marjorie. That's too obvious. That's too obvious. I think I think it's gonna be Sansa, to be honest. Because that's like the perfect revenge, right? That and I think everybody think all the money's on Daenerys, and I don't think that's the that's going to be the case. I think I think <laughs> I think the dark horse. If I have to put money in like American Pharaoh, if, if we use uh, throwbread reference here, I think Sansa really is the dark horse in this thing. This shy little girl from the beginning season one to becoming this who's like a total victim the entire show she can't do anything right she's going to be a hardened tough hero and this episode we're going to watch in about 20 minutes she's going to you're going to see some hardcore shit from her alright stop the podcast we need to get ready to watch it Yoshi Uh, uh, (laughs) did we talk about everyone Um, last time we checked uh, with Daenerys uh, we were kind of joking but Daenerys flew off the dragon which is like really dumb name for dragon. Isn't it? <laughs> That's like calling a dog D-O-G. Yeah. What's up, D-O-G? Yeah. But or like doggy. What's your dog's name, doggy? <laughs> What's your dragon's name, Dragon? <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad uh, Jorah is uh, alive. I'm back. I'm, I mean... Okay, if, first of all, if, the Jorah... If, if, if Daenerys say, no, you still have to leave, after he just saved your life, then you're being a cunt right here. <laughs> That's three times he did something good. Just give him a break for okay, that thing. Okay, Jorah storyline doesn't make sense because he has the grayscale and he keeps touching people. I've seen him touch several people. And only if, I read this too. It only infect if the actual infection is touching the other person's can. But anywhere else, it's not infected. You can't. You so can't. he can still have sex with Daenerys, his fantasy before he dies. I think <laughs> this is the same. We had a conversation earlier. The way Natalie Portman's character have feeling for uh, uh, Leon and uh, Bill Murray's character in Bob Harris's character with uh, Scarlett Johansson. It really is pure love. I mean, I don't think he... Jorah loves her. He wants to pump her. I don't know about that. Okay, how jealous was he when he saw that dude in her bed? He was pissed. He probably... He wasn't pleased, but I I really think if if that's what makes her happy, you know... um, I don't know. I, I, I really think it's a very strong... Higher level kind of love, not porny love. Whatever, sex is not a lower level, Yoshi. Sex can be lower level and higher level. I guess in the story, Joris was was a really really ugly guy too, so that was never a storyline. So maybe the showrunner had to change the theme. I mean, Tyrion did say, "Well, I could I could almost see like he's in, in love with you," and I think that 
I don't necessarily think sex is porny, even though I'm being silly right now. I think it can be low level or high level. Yeah. I think his love for her started as a protector and older brother type. But no, it started as as a sneaky spy. Okay, it started as a sneaky spy, but then he kind of fell in love with yeah. this idea of her. But I do think that there are sexual feelings there because Maybe. he was kind of pissed but off. But I think he'd still be cool even if there's no sex and transactional kind of thing. He he just want to be a be part of her life, and he's cool with that. And I don't know how long <laughs> the grayscale. Because, you know, we don't have Dr. Oz over here telling us <laughs> the medical stuff. But What uh, about creepy uh, uh, Meister guy that's pumping um, the mountain with shit? He can't cure it? Who can cure it? Shireen was cured. Melisandre. Yeah, Melisandre can cure it, can't she? Who can cure the grayscale? She technically cured when she burned it off from her face. <laughs> okay, so why did it... Shut up, Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi's getting a boner from this. Okay, um, we, we gotta go, Yoshi. We gotta oh, get rid of Yoshi. Tyrion overall this season. <sighs> Up and down, overall good. Fantastic! I love the last episode when Daenerys and me were talking. And uh, what time is it now? Time to get ready for Game of Thrones, Yoshi. Okay, ten minutes. We got ten minutes. How dare you? We have fourteen minutes. And I changed the password. <laughs> Evil. See you guys. Evil. <laughs> no, but uh, did we talk about everyone in the show? I just want to make sure. Let's see. Rob Stark is dead. Ned Stark is no, dead. No, Caitlin Stark is dead. <laughs> Benjamin Stark where's is dead. The, where's Barris? Somebody keep tweeting to me. They're laughing because we said, is he still? Remember, some guy was laughing when we said, is he still fucking at the brothel? No. Var- okay. Varys is jerking off to the wizard he has in a box. <laughs> With his small nub penis that's been chopped off. I'm not trying to make it sexual, but there's a lot of sex in Game of Thrones. Come on. Uh, Varys, I hope to see him. I'm one of the curious what he was doing. And uh, Maybe Varys and Littlefinger have a little side side hustle thing going on. And that's the big twist in the whole thing. That they're actually best buddies. They're, they're both very, very smart. Incredibly connected. But one guy... Varys, I think, really mean him when he said what's best for the kingdom. And... Littlefinger's all about what's good for me. It's like, well, uh, Alfred E. Newman, the, the Mad Magazine character. Mad Magazine? Yeah, he goes, who, me? Worry? He doesn't worry about shit. It's all about him. But um, Oh, and the last one is we had, then we've, we're done. Dorn. Because we forgot to talk about Jamie. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about them. Um, They are going back to King's Landing, which is not a good place because... Jamie doesn't know what's going on with the Faith Militant. He's gonna First of all, out. you're assuming that they're going to get out of there. You don't think What's-Her-Name's going to pretend like she's sorry, but they're not scheming? No. Or Sand Snake's going to do shit on their own? Sand Snakes are off for the next season, I think, and they're going to do something later. I don't think they're going to do something now. So do you think at least Sand Snakes will be back next season? I think they'll be back, but I don't think they're going to do anything in the last episode. I think the Prince, Martell... Mr. Uh, Professor X on a wheelchair. <laughs> Very funny reference. Um, I don't think people give him credit. I think he's a lot smarter. I think he's a lot tougher. I think he's doing shit behind the scene. I still think he considered him Lannister's enemy. But this 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 uh, lateral move of putting his son in the council, marrying the one of the uh, Lannister, Lannister daughter, good move. And I think Jamie, smart as he is, 
very similar to Ulysses Grant, President, President Ulysses Grant. He was a great general, terrible president. He, he was really good at fighting the battle, but when it comes to backstabbing and gossip and political <laughs> arena, he was terrible. He, he didn't know how to deal with that. That's why you need someone like Littlefinger in the court. Right. I'm saying he's very instrumental in Sansa's growth, but eventually she's going to surpass um, Littlefinger. Because eventually, I, I do believe they're going to figure out he has something to do with Ned Stark's death. Sansa Stark is Queen Elizabeth. So I, I, I like her. And isn't it weird? When older you get, you, you start changing, um, like, taste. What do you mean? Older I get, I don't know. It's been recent, but, like, last four or five years. I like, I don't know what it is, but girls with red hair and freckle face. I, I used to thought that was disgusting. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I've just been meeting pretty ones. <laughs> but, like, redhead girls, I guess I should have known better. They've always been pretty. But, like, redhead guys with their freckle dicks. Ugh, what is that about? First of all, Andrew has red hair, Yoshi. You do? Strawberry blonde. Not really red. No. I'm talking red, like <laughs> Melisandre's vagina. You know what I mean? No, not that red. That's what I'm saying. And you're not, you don't have, you know what I'm talking about, it, like carrot top. <laughs> That's not natural, Yoshi. Okay, but there's, there's <laughs> you see this red, uh, super light skin guy with the red, uh, red you did, did you think Egret was pretty? Oh, yeah. Jon Snow's girlfriend? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was beautiful. There's no question about that. I don't think redhead girls have ever been, like, accused of being ugly. Even though, although in Africa, they consider them as witch. In Africa, <laughs> no, no, seriously. In Africa, they think people with red hair are witches. Just like African kills albinos. They think albino people have, like, magic. Like, remember Cock Merchant two episodes ago? <laughs> they think uh, albino have a magical power. So they, they kill uh, albinos in Africa. And they'll eat albinos there. I'm not even kidding. This is, you know, albino dicks supposed to give you like a magical power. <laughs> oh, God. So, all right. Uh, well, let's get ready to watch it. Um, we will record. But I'm, I'm hoping for Hound coming back next season. I'm, I'm going to see something horrible happen to the fucking Boltons. This episode is going to get deleted within an hour and a half because all of our predictions are going to be completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be shocked if something horrible happened to Jon Snow where we think he might be dying. And uh, fucking... First of all, they can't get rid of Jon Snow even if they make us think they're thinking of getting rid of him because he already signed a $300,000 an episode going forward contract and we already know that. Yes, but... <laughs> but... Remember there was one character got killed and he came back to life? Who? Uh, this is right after Blackwater where um, the Hound leaves King's Landing and captures Arya and they get captured by this group of mercenaries and they can't figure out any way to uh, accuse him of anything until Arya say, you kill my friend Mika. So they... So it was a trial by battle or whatever the thing that they were saying. Yeah. And the, and the guy, guy brought him back to life or whatever. Yeah, the guy had a magical sword with a fire. And Helm was scared because of the fire. But eventually he overpowered him. And he gave this mortal wound to this guy. But there was another guy in there. Who believed, was a witch like Melisandre. Believing the God of Light. Yeah. And heal. So uh, I know he signed up for two seasons. I'm not an idiot. I'm just saying there's a lot... There could be a narrative where 
something horrible might happen to him this episode where people might think he's dead. They could still bring him back. And the Lord of Light brings him back or something. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, See you guys in about over an hour. Bye. Okay, I'm back uh, with our Rosie Tran. This is the day after that last episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, episode 10 for Season 5 of Game of Thrones. And a couple of things. And um, spoiler alert and some speculation on my part. Due to talking to friends and reading material. So some of it is um, speculation. But first, that wise and Dave Benioff, the showrunner for the Game of Thrones. I know they've been criticized a lot, but... Um, I'm very grateful that they brought this amazing story to television. Um, their persuasive ability to convince George R. R. Martin to bring this wonderful story to uh, TV, HBO, and um, I really enjoyed it. And this is probably the one show that um, gets me really excited every season, and I enjoy this season. And of course, things that I wish would have happened in the episode didn't happen, so... Um, so here we go with some of the spoilers, some of the speculation, and a couple of things that I've done. And one, I don't believe this bullshit that Jon Snow is dead. Um, actor who plays Jon Snow, Kate Harrington, said that he's not coming back next season, which is season six, but that doesn't mean he's not coming back season seven. And for those of you who read the books, I haven't read the books, but um, one of my friends uh, was explaining to me that there is a Messiah-like character named Azura High, and I got the feeling that it's probably not one being, and this is I'm, I'm just you know speculating. It's probably two beings, two characters, and I think it's uh, Daenerys and also Jon Snow. Um, they keep talking about the, a song of ice and fire, and I think ice is Jon Snow and fire is Daenerys. I think these two characters will come back uh, to save the world. From White Walker and the chaos in Seven Kingdoms, with all these different families fighting each other to control the land, and not to mention the White Walker. So, uh, if I have to make a guess, Azora High, you know, um, this is June 15, 2015. My gut feeling is two beings, uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow. So, I, I do believe Jon Snow is coming back, if not next season, then season seven, as you know. A new character, but I think he'll be resurrected. And two, I was very sad to see Stannis. Uh, the way things ended for Stannis, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I guess a minority. I didn't see him get killed. So it's implied that he was killed by Brienne, but uh, he did terrible things, led his men to death, and sacrificed his daughter. But there's. Still, few qualities that I really admire in that guy. Great general. Um, not was not very successful with uh, Bolton this particular uh, scene. But if he is alive, and I'm sure this is a very small chance that he's alive. But if he is, um, you know, he was very brave, and he didn't forgive, ask for forgiveness or mercy from Brienne, and. Uh, I uh, I like the guy. He did some reprehensible things, but um, overall, I, I I still like Stannis. And some of the friends were like woohooing because Brienne um, supposedly killed Stannis. But uh, this season, last season, when he when she beat the Hound, I have to say both of them was uh, wounded gravely. So 
I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a victory, but that's just my opinion. But um, another prediction is the next season, I think Hound is coming back. And and, and uh, we saw that terrible scene with Cersei Lannister um, shame the cross King's Landing. I believe the Hound will fight new guard for Cersei, the zombie Klingon, a.k.a. the Mountain. And I hope to see that either next season or final season, Game 7. But boy, Cersei's coming back for vengeance and blood. And only person who was supportive of um, um, Cersei was Kyborn. I think that's how you pronounce him. So uh, it's nice to see that someone is loyal to her. Um, uh, obviously not Uncle Kevin. And uh, yeah. So... Um, what else to say? I, I'm glad that um, Sansa saw, Sansa showed some stillness and uh, finally Theon did the right thing by killing Miranda who is um, Ramsay's lover I guess but yeah I'm glad Theon's back in the game and they fled I don't believe it's nonsense that Sansa and Theon's dead I don't believe it um, I I'm also like nuts that uh, Sansa is the dark horse, and I, I believe I still believe Sansa is going to win it all and and and, and be taking control of our Iron Throne. But um, she's definitely a dark horse, and Arya, um, you know, I don't know what the, what they're going to do with her, but I guess she's going to be blind to Sansa next season. And I think only other thing that we could say is. I'm not exactly sure what's going on in Dorne, but um, very sad to see Jamie Lannister seeing his daughter uh, recognize who he is as a father and to see her die like that is terrible. But um, I think the Dorne is going to be part of the next season. Sand Snake, I hope um, a better um, storyline for them next season. And, um, you know, I mean, overall this season, there were just a couple, three cute girls. and. I hope they're more than that next season. So I think uh, only other thing is Dario and Jorah is going to be looking for Daenerys. Uh, that's going to be interesting, like a Midnight Express, aka a couple. But uh, that's going to be pretty amusing, and I'm glad Tyrion and Barris are going to be running the city. And yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I'm going to miss the show. I can't wait until next April to see season six, and I uh, hope you guys uh, love this series as well. But I know a lot of people are upset, but uh, you know this is Game of Thrones. So you're never gonna get what you want. But um, I'm just glad Arya at least killed that motherfucking pedophile. So anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, I wish Rosie was here, but uh, we couldn't time it right. So anyway, thanks for listening to uh, this. Uh, episode and I think I have 12 13 episode left and that's it for Yoshi Den and thanks for listening and talk to you guys soon.